Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that as you listen, you will be encouraged in your journey and that your relationship with Father God will be strengthened and deepened. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. So we're going through the epistles, the epistle to the Corinthians, and uh, I'll be tackling chapter 3, this morning portion of chapter 3, and the focus is... What am I building? And I'll be focusing on verse 8 to verse 16. And what Paul is saying in, these, in this chapter, he reminds the Corinthians on what is important and not to walk away from uh, foundational principles that, uh, that they should walk by. And uh, you have this idea found in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, where the, uh, the Israelites are walking away from God And this is what it says. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroad and look. Ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good ways is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk in in it. And sometimes when it comes to the things of the past or when we look at the principle Principles that we find in God's word, they go through the ages. And we don't want to be this people that says, hey, you know, the past, we're ditching the past, we, we are unhitching the past, and we're just going to do uh, things in a new way without being influenced by the past. And that's what happened in the book of Jeremiah. They, were, they walked away from the word of God. They walked away from the principle of God. And God is there and says, hey, I want you to come back on that path of following me from your heart. And so, so, so that's kind of the idea or, or what we want to tackle or what we want to talk about this morning, what Paul brings forward. You also find in Judges chapter 21, verse 25, in those days Israel had no king and every, everyone did as he saw fit, where they had no king and they did whatever they wanted to do. And that was kind of the context that you find in, the first Corinthian, in what we find in 1 Corinthians. And the Corinthian church, they were drifting away from what God had in store. The thought is, when it comes to our faith, when it comes to Christianity, Christianity is not something we wear. Like, let's say this morning, you're at church, you're wearing Christianity. And tomorrow morning, you go on the marketplace, marketplace, and you decide not to put on that jacket. And you say, hey, today I'm not wearing Christianity. I'm going to wear clothes. <laughs> and if I wear clothes and if I don't wear Christianity, then I want to do what I want to do. And Christianity is not something that you put on. Christianity is something that's birthed inside. Amen? It's, it's God moving you. You become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's God arises, arising in you and, and leading you to follow his ways by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what Paul is saying here is I, God wants to do a, a work in your heart. Can you say that to your neighbor that God wants to do a work in your heart? Can you do that? God wants to do a work in our hearts. And there's three things that Paul is addressing in in chapter 3 that I like to focus on. Three things that we're called to remember and not drift away from or forsake. Um, the, The first thing that Paul reminds the Corinthian church is their foundation. What is your foundation? What is the foundation I laid when I came in my first trip? What was the, what was the centerpiece or the central message that I preached when I was with you? Don't drift away from that. And that's what he's, he's talking about. If you look at verse 8, to verse 11, 
we see what Paul is addressing when it comes to don't walk away from that. In verse 8 it says, the man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. Verse 9, for we are God's fellow workers and you are God's field and God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. Verse 11, central, central verse, for no one can lay any foundation either than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ as being the foundation. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, it says, I resolve, Paul is saying this, I resolve to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Meaning this is what I focused on, Jesus Christ and him crucified. So when Paul is saying that the foundation of faith is Jesus Christ, he refers to the fact that Jesus is the son of God that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the answer for humanity. And it brings, a, it brings, a, it, it puts Jesus in a place of lordship and redeemer. So, so what Paul is saying to the Corinthians, he's saying, don't lose sight of who Jesus is because he's your king. He is the son of God. And it refers to every mouth will confess, every tongue will confess, and every knee will bow. It's to do your life with the knowledge, acknowledging God as our king and Lord. Because that's who Jesus is in his divinity, in his authority, and also as, as the son of God. So he's saying this. And at the same time, he's saying also him crucified. And he refers to what Jesus did. That the Son of God laid his life down so we can be reconciled to the Father. It talks about love. Amen? It talks about the sacrifice of the Son so, so we can be reconciled with God. So, so when it comes to reconciliation with God, it's through what Jesus did. That's what Paul is saying. And also, it is through the Son of God, uh, the Messiah, uh, Jesus God. And so... He, he lays this foundation, and I think it's important for us to realize this is an important foundation, and if we drift away from that foundation, then we lose our foundation, and if we lose our foundation, then there's a lot of consequence, there's a domino effect that happens, and if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4, it says, he talks to the Corinthians, he says, you happily put up with whatever anyone's telling you tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus uh, than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you receive, or a different kind of gospel that, no, that, uh, that the one you believed. He's saying, guys, you're drifting away from that foundation. And, and, and so it's important for us as believers, as followers of Jesus, not to drift away from that foundation. We look at that church, it was a young church, and it was already drifting away because of the pressure of the world, because of all the different streams that were just flowing in. And so they were compromised. They started to compromise their foundation. You know, one of the challenges that we face in our society today is to be being Christ-centered. And you got a lot of movement that are faith-centered. There's a difference between being Christ-centered and being faith-centered. About a, maybe six weeks ago, I met 
a group of people <clears throat> that they are faith-centered and not Christ-centered. And we, when we started to talk, it seems like we were on the same page until I started to talk about Christ-centered, where our goal is to pursue Christ, and our desire is to see other people experience Christ or come to the knowledge of Christ, and they had more of a faith-centered um, approach. If you want to throw uh, a few examples here, it's, um, I want to read to you. So, Christ-centered church or Christ-centered person is you put the emphasis on Jesus' Savior. So the focus is Jesus. That's Christ-centered. And when it, comes, when it comes to being faith-centered, the focus is on belief. Like the importance is that you believe. It doesn't matter who you believe in. It doesn't matter what's the focus of your belief. But if you believe something, hey, that's pretty cool. Like just continue to do that, Okay. So there's a difference between the two. You want to put the next one? It's following Jesus' example. That would be walking according to his word, walking according to the gospel versus interfaith, an inclusive approach where you say, well, yeah, you know, Jesus, yeah, he's kind of cool. He had good, some good teaching, but I follow that teaching or I follow this way, okay? So there's a big difference because when you're faith-centered, Christ is not important, but when you are Christ-centered, then following Jesus and his word is important, okay? You want to put the next one? Personal relationship with Christ versus spiritual practices. Spirit, personal relationship with Christ, we realize that we're called to have intimacy with God and that God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father, is our focus. And when it comes to being faith-centered, it doesn't, ra- doesn't really matter. If you want to be a new ager, if you want to whatever, practice uh, uh, Eastern religions, it's all fine and dandy, you practice whatever you want. So there's a big difference between being Christ-centered and being faith-centered. You want to put the, the next one? It's Christian community to understand that the church and Christ is one. Jesus died for the church, that we're not called to live our life alone, but we need community. Versus when it comes to being faith-centered is a personal quest for meaning. So you're just focusing on yourself, and you are like, especially the Eastern religion, there's a strong emphasis on personal quest for meaning. But for us as a believer, we understand that Jesus Christ is the head, and the church is his body. So we live in community, and that's why you're here this morning. The next one. Salvation through faith in Christ, meaning that Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Versus salvation may vary based on whatever you want. And so for us, what we want to be is Christ-centered. And this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying to the church, the Corinthian church, hey guys, you have to have your foundation on Jesus. You got to make sure that you don't coast away from that foundation that should be Jesus. And I think it's the same thing today. I look at the church, whatever the denomination, there is this pool this pull to be faith-focused and not Christ-focused. Because when you're faith-focused, you're not offensive because everything goes. But when you're Christ-focused, you're saying no to other stuff, and you're, but you're saying yes to Christ. So it's important for us as a church and as a believer that we don't get caught by all kind of waves and all kind of doctrines that tries to tell us that there's another foundation than Christ. 
So that was Paul's desire. He was aiming, aiming at that because that was a problem in the church, right? So we want to be Christ-centered. The second thing that Paul wants to remind the Corinthians of is how are you, how are you going to build on that rock? What are the, what, what are the, um, what are the materials are you going to use to build upon Jesus? And, and so Paul gives a picture of a building, and you find that in verse 12. Let's look at verse 12 to verse 15. It says, If any man builds on the foundation using gold, silver, costly stone, wood, hay, and straw. So when it says, if any man builds on this foundation, and what is that foundation? Jesus. Okay, so if, you, if you're going to build on this foundation um, using gold, silver, costly stone, wood, or hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will, will bring it to, to light. It will reveal with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. His work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to, the, to, to, to light. It will, it, it, it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what was built survives, he will receive his reward. But if, it's bur- if it burns up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, uh, but only as one escaping through the, fi- through the flames. It's like being saved by the skin of your teeth. But the focus here is, is verse 12. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, and costly stone, versus wood, hay, and straw. What it's saying here, build your house or build your life on the foundation that is Jesus. That's a guarantee. But with enduring, or enduring materials versus temporary materials. And the question I have for myself and for you, what am I building? How am I building upon Jesus? When I look at my marriage, when it, when it comes to my personal life, when it comes to my ministry, what are the materials am I using? Is it materials that are from the Word of God, principles of the Word of God, or is it based on the flesh and based on my own desires? Because that's the, that's the challenge here that Paul is addressing because there was individualistic views in the church where people did whatever they wanted to do and not realizing that how you build your life is huge. And what I'd like to say this morning, from my heart to yours, is how I live my life really matters. It really does. And sometimes what we think is that I have Jesus as my foundation. I gave my life to Jesus. I believe in God. And, and you would say yes to my first point. But then you live the way that you want. And that's not what, this is what Paul is addressing. And the thing is, if you live the way that you want, when you will go through, when you'll face him one day, it will burn because it's not valued, because it's not focused on him. It's focused on, on yourself. It's focused on self-gratification. And I believe that self-gratification is a big deal. And we live in a world, right, that focuses on self-gratification. I need to make my decisions based on what I want most over what I want now. Like, for me, when it comes to losing weight, it's, I'm a yo-yo. I've got three wardrobe in my house. Skinny clothes, middle clothes, and fat clothes. And I always struggle with the plate. Uh, when my wife prepares a good meal, 
I have to go outside while she's cooking it because it's calories in the smell. And so it smells too much. I say, oh, no, oh, no, I, it's calories are just adding. But the thing is, I can wish to be slim and be healthy, but if I don't do nothing about it, guess what? It just doesn't work, right? I can have all the great desire. I can have all the equipment that I, I can have, but if I don't jump on the, my bike or I don't do stuff, you know what? It's just increasing, right? And so the thought is, I got to look when it comes to my marriage, when it comes to my relationship, not about the things of, of gratification for now, but I got to look at the big picture. How, how do I want to see my marriage? How do I want to see my own life and, and my own spirituality and, and my own relationship? I've got to realize that God wants to work with me. And, 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 and what Paul is saying, build, build on the rock, Build on Jesus in the right way because it's so important because it's our testimony. It's, it, 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 it's, it, it influences how we live life, you know? Like I was saying, our society is absorbed by self-gratification. Self From sex, money, self-worth, pleasure, we make it all about me. And we look at sexuality, the chaos in society. We don't even know what a woman is or a man now. You know, marriage, how marriage should look. Like the biblical standard is it's between one born man and one born woman. It's very clear in scripture. And, and so, so what happened is that we, we, we walk this life of self-gratification that focuses on pleasing me and forsaking the ways of God and forsaking the, the word of Christ and just do things that pleases me. And we, 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 we mortgage our future for the present satisfaction. That's the world we live in. And I think it's also in the church, right? And what we need to see is, what is God saying about these matter? It's like, we're not interested about what God has to say. We, we, we focus on society and, and, and we think that, that Christianity can be molded by society. It can't. If you treat Christianity as a coat, as a jacket, yes. But if Christianity is, is, the focus of Christianity is to see Christ flow through you, and the Bible says that we are little Christ. Christians mean little Christ, so I, I'm, I'm the habitation of God, and, and God wants to work through my life. If that's the case, then I need to come, I need to come under Christ. It, it's not to be controlled by my sexuality, not to be controlled by, by money or to be controlled by self-worth. Look at social media. It's, there's a strong fo focus on self-worth to be recognized and on pleasure. And so, so not that there's nothing wrong in sexuality when it's under God according to his ways. There's nothing wrong with money when it's managed, managed according to his ways or, or, or when we find our self-worth in him. There's nothing wrong with that. But I need to realize that I'm not called to be absorbed by self-gratification. That's what will burn. If I do ministry as a pastor based on self-gratification, it's going to burn. If I do my life for image, it's going to burn. So whenever it's focusing, it's not focusing on God and not focusing on others, when I will stand before the Lord, it will burn. But I think it's more than that because it, it, it affects also the present. So Paul says, each one should be careful how he lives. Why? Because it's my worship to God. It is. It's my example and testimony. It's my fruitfulness. It's where I find peace, joy, and contentment. I cannot justify 
Like the, the end doesn't, doesn't justify the mean. Like, like the way I walk matters. I can't just look at, at, at the fruit. I can't, I can't look just at the consequence. Oh, that looks fine. Oh, wow. Like the people can say, oh, GMC is growing. And praise the Lord, it is. But you've got to make sure that the reason we grow is because it's Christ-centered. And because we're building godly materials, so it's not just the end that matters, but it's also the journey. So, so, so what we want is, is we want to be careful as, uh, how we build. And if I share my heart to you beyond my notes here, I really believe that God is up to something in GMC. I really believe that God has a plan. I'm, I'm not, not saying this just lightly. I just, like this fall, I, I just have this rhema. It's sitting in my heart that God is up to something. But I sense God is saying, go to the base. Learn from the Corinthians. And have a foundation that is on Christ. At the same time, consider how you're building. Consider how you're doing life. Like sometimes we think that holiness is legalism. But holiness is not legalism. I believe that some of us, we come from a legalistic background and then we, we encountered grace and we're freed. And we said, praise God that it's not about works and it's not about having recognition by man. But we can go to another extreme where we live under grace and we don't follow God's ways, you know? And so it's important for us to realize that holiness and love, they have to co a bit. Would you agree? They have to co a bit. It's not just love and it's not just holiness. It's to see love and, and, and holiness come together. You know, one of the things I realized, and you would probably agree with me, sin always complicates things. Did you notice? It complicates things. It makes everything complicated. Sin messes up our lives. It messes up our marriage, our family, and our calling. And, and so we don't want to build with this desire of self-gratification. We want to build according to his principles. And if we do life according to his ways, there's going to be fruits of that. There's going to be blessing. And this is what Paul is trying to convey to the Corinthian church. He's saying, hey, guys, the way you live matters. Just don't have Jesus as your foundation. Live your life accordingly, right? So if I do life from self-gratification, it will burn. And that's what I read earlier. It won't last but look what it says also when it comes to to now. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. So if you follow his ways, you follow his word, it's like a wise man building on the rock. Look what it says in verse 25. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock. You see? That's what we want to see because the wind comes and, and the storm comes and the water ri rise. So, so how do we last? How can we go on and have a, a godly inheritance? Is when we see Jesus as our foundation and we build on him accordingly. The reality, it's, it's beyond our, uh, our willpower. It's not like, I, it's, I don't have willpower. He God, right? I need his influence. I need his spirit. I need him to arise in me. I, I like so much Romans chapter 14, verse 17, where it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, walking in righteousness, peace, having peace inside, joy in, in the Holy Spirit. 
It's him that does it in me. So righteousness, peace, and joy I need. And these are fundamental when it comes to our lives, right? Having peace in relationship, having peace with God, joy, looking at the future with joy, and walking in righteousness, that's what we want. But we can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to, we need to be at his feet, and, and we need to see him wash over us and, and move us by his Spirit, right? So, so the first thing that Paul wanted the Corinthians to know, hey, don't forget your foundation. And secondly, don't forget how you're building on that foundation. Use godly material. The third thing that Paul reminds the Corinthians is who they are, God's habitation. Look at what it says in verse 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him for God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. It's it's not masculine like you as a person, but that we are God's temple. Uh, what Paul was saying here, I don't want to see the Korean church collapse. That's what he was saying. I don't want to see this work die. And so, so, so he talks about Jesus as a foundation. He talks on, on how to build. And, 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 and I really believe that if a local church doesn't have Jesus as a foundation, it will collapse. You look at movements that are dead now because they decided to lower the standards and not have Jesus as a centerpiece or they walk away from the inspiration of God's word and, and, and they just follow whatever stream and you see these movements, movements die. So, so Paul was concerned about the Corinthian church and I believe if, if the local church doesn't have Jesus as a foundation, it will collapse. I believe that if the local church it's not, doesn't build with enduring material also will collapse. If a church fights among each other, if the, if the church has, doesn't walk in forgiveness and, and, and doesn't show love and serve each other, it'll collapse. You see it in the history of church, in the, of the church. Not that the church dies, but the local church suffers great loss when Jesus is not the foundation and also when, when there's not enduring materials that are being used. So, so, so what Paul is saying here is that my life doesn't belong to me. It belongs to Christ. But he goes a little further. He says that my life doesn't belong to me. It belongs to Christ. But it also belongs to the body. And this is something that sometimes we forget. Look what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 5. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. That's a strong word right? What it's saying here is that you belong to Jesus. You want to see Jesus as your Lord, but you also belong to each other. It's like we might say, well, I belong to Jesus, fine, but it's not enough. What do you mean? Well, because you got to belong to the body because the body is is where Christ dwells. He's the head and, and we are the body. If I rephrase this, you, you might say, I belong to Jesus. And I have to say, you belong to more than that. You say, what, what do you mean more? Yeah, Christ is enough. But what we did in the Western world is we live indiv individualistically. We, we live on our own. And Paul is saying, you are the temple and God dwells in the temple. And if someone, look what he says, if someone destroys the temple, he will destroy the person that's destroying the temple. And he's talking about the church. 
It's a strong word. So, so what happens for us is that we have a tendency of just thinking that I can live my life alone without the body. And it's not true. It has, it, it's, it's connected, it's joined. Like, it, it's the danger of buying into individualism um, and, and forget that we're called to be a community. Look what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers and you are God's field in God's building, God's field. Like, I was thinking about that, God's field. Like, a field, it's like soil that is all mixed, right? And a building is a combination of bricks that are one. You cannot be a field alone, right? It's not a, you're a grain of sand or a grain of dirt. And you can't say that you are, uh, you, you can't be a, a stone alone. No, you, you are a stone among many, and this is where God dwells. And so it's important for us to realize, and that's what, the, the, important to realize this principle, and that's what Paul was saying to the Corinthians. You are God's habitation. There was division. I'm from Apollos, I'm from Cephas, I'm from, uh, I'm from Paul, and I'm from Jesus. And he's saying, guys, you are God's temple, and, and, I, and God dwells in that temple. It's, it's, it's a big deal. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says, And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. So we're all living stones coming together. So I cannot be a standalone stone. I'm called to connect. And this is why the church exists. So we can serve one another. So we can minister to one another. So, so that God can have his way and rule in our lives. So Paul, in this chapter, is saying, guys, don't forsake the basics. Jesus is your foundation. Don't have any other foundation. Secondly, consider how you're building on Jesus. Are you using godly material? And thirdly, realize that you belong to each other. Not only to Christ, but you belong to each other. In the Western world, I think that's lost. Like if you go to Asia, if you go to Africa, uh, you look even in Europe, it's like they're cleaning together because they need each other. Especially in the Western world, I live my faith and I do whatever I want. Not realizing that we are a body and we are a temple. So it's important for us to realize that God wants to work in our lives and he wants to work through us. But I think these three principles are huge. They're foundational when it comes to our life. Jesus, my foundation, how I live my life, and also realizing that we are a body and we are a temple and we need each other. Amen? I would ask you to stand. Maybe you're here this morning and you've walked away from Jesus. You're not here by accident. You're so, you're so loved. There's so much love for you this morning. I, I, I pray that you would have Jesus as your foundation. That you would say yes to Jesus. Maybe you went to church for years and here you are and you forsake Jesus as your foundation. I invite you to come before him and say, God, I forgive my sins. Embrace me, rescue me, come in my life. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you've accepted Jesus in your life, but you're not using great material. You're self-focused. You're, you're living a life to please you. It's, it's not good. 
It's not good because if you live your life just to please you, you're not going to build too much. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you're living as a Christian, as a silo, where you're not connected and you're just living alone. Maybe you're watching online and, and you're not connected. you got to be connected. We are His temple. We need each other. It was never God's intention for us to walk our faith alone. And we are God's temple. And so I just pray, Father, that you would bring a conviction in our hearts to love each other, to function together, to be a family and to be a people, to be your building and to be your field. And that we would live our lives in a way that honors you and that we would have you only, only you as our foundation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.